Welcome, everyone. I'm your host. Sound? Why is that? Hi. Oh, it's gone blonde. Wait, what? Okay, other people are talking, but I can't hear. Hold on. There we go. Oh, okay. God, everybody looks like Jabba the Hutt in these things. Will someone speak? Speaking. Hi. I don't think she got it. No, she might need to turn the volume okay, up. I am having sound problems, apparently. Lovely. No, that's far too uncomfortable. just hate me? Is that what's going on here? Probably. Um. <sighs> My headphones were plugged in, but it was giving me absolutely nothing, so I'm checking to see some other stuff real quick. Why? Literally, why? Oh, you have a cat. <laughs> He's only interested when you're doing something else. Oh, he's jealous. Yeah. That is my sister's cat, Dave. He's her. Hmm. <clears throat> Alright, I'm going to go try grabbing a different pair of headphones because I think that might be the problem, and we'll go from there. Headphones are awful. <sighs> It's not just me with technical problems this week. Oh, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of frustrating how there is always something. I feel bad <laughs> for you guys. Well, because we're recording. I'm not actually recording this week, so I hope Genki is. Oh. 
I del deleted the program to record it because of, because of the Discord. Ow, 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 ow. My cat bite, bite, ah, my cat was biting me, biting me for no reason, sorry. Um, shoot. Uh, I deleted the program because of the Discord thing. I thought yeah. that that would be the only... Well, yeah, Discord is is better, but the problem is we haven't figured out how to record off Discord yet, and it's not for lack of trying. Oh. If any of us ever crack it, and Joe spent a week trying to crack it, and she knows all about tech stuff, and she... Unless OBS, we couldn't do it. Anything now? Hi. Somebody's oh, oh my bellies. goodness. I hear sounds. Yay. <laughs> okay, so it was these absolutely atrocious cheap headphones. Good, good, good. Now I know I can throw them out with no remorse. <laughs> I have to get some new ones. That's how it goes. The ones I, I use for recording are fine. It's the rest of them that are dead. <laughs> yeah. The way That's because I, I live with headphones, and I'm always doing something involving headphones. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what are our actual plans for this today? <laughs> well, we could talk about our pet theories. Mm-hmm. Or we could go back to answering the long list of questions we keep putting off answering. We could do... Oh. Goodness, we actually have more questions here that I haven't seen, so... Yeah. And some of them are scary. (laughs) Oh, I'll be right back. Alright. But I can get up-to-date on the usual team of drama. <laughs> I've seen a little bit of what's going on with, you know, oh, no, you can't use the R word. Oh, uh, the R word wasn't actually racist. Mm-hmm. She called me retarded. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh. But he's making it sound like he can't say racist, which he's nowhere near as bad. There are certain people in fandom that I just want to go and just, you know, send them off to their own little island where I don't have to hear anything about them or their silly little stupid ideas. Yeah. The thing is, if he was just wrong, I wouldn't care, but he's just so offensive. Mm -hmm. What's going on? (laughs) Uh, Prince Aeschylus words um saying that the reason that we're mean to scott is because we're retarded basically oh yeah he posted this long thing and said he hadn't called us you know that, that and but instead of saying the word that he used which is quite offensive he kept calling it the R word, making it sound like he had said racist. Except I had been plugged into the drama from the start, so I knew what he said. Mm. 
Oh. So. But Winter uh. is having such fun tearing strips out of him that I'm just leaving it to it. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so. Does anyone need the chat agenda? Will it use it at all? I just. I'll just toss the link in here just in case. I don't know what. Yeah, it's probably the best idea. I don't know what exactly we want to do. <laughs> I don't think we know what to do, except we know we have to get one out because it's been a it's month. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, it's been a month. Mm -hmm. so. And that was me pretty much giving it a very weird lecture on unreliable narrators. Because <laughs> it was just me, Vid. Vid's like, yeah, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> It was fun, though. Mm-hmm. It was. Hey, Vin and I have done one together before. It was just like, okay, let, we'll just, we're just going to go. Just go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are Pikes and Catbear joining? I don't think Catbear's so. not in UK time, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then Pine said that she was kind of busy with house stuff, so... Well, yard stuff at yeah, house, so, so... Yeah, Catbert might be in the pub. <laughs> be quite disappointed if she's not. Mm-hmm. She's in... Well, she's in Nottingham, and so she's, like, in one of the hottest spots in Britain for nightlife and... Yeah. Expensive beer and getting knifed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Every town has its ups and downs. <laughs> Sometimes ups outnumber the downs, but never in Nottingham. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's literally one city over from me. <laughs> okay. Move over window. Okay. So, if we want to talk pet theories... Do we want to, because I, I kind of feel like we can't do a whole episode that's just the theories that the three of us have. And we would probably well, I think could, but. We could, as long as we credit them. Yes. You know, like, um. Like Mirrorverse. Cupid's Bower has the Jennifer as Jennifer mm -hmm. theory. Yeah. There's Derek Moon and Calico Cats, Mirror World, Mirrorverse. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is pretty much canon. <laughs> um. Let's see who else has got one. Uh, there's Paul's. Scott was always evil. I don't know why you're asking me this theory. <laughs> yeah. I know Joe's got one, but I can't remember what it is. Is that the Frederick one thingy, or is that something else? No, that's a fic. Okay. Yeah, it's a fic. Uh. Who had the piece of was always the alpha theory? I... That may have been Joe. Uh... Yeah, it could have been. Or was, was it Rave? It was Rave in there right now. Hmm. I know Arnor is like the king of the mythology. Mm-hmm. 
you have a question about mythology, you go to him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are collective theories, like, Beaten is so shady. Yeah. Styles is something. Yeah. I, I think that one is canon. I mean, I think so too, but... But Canon did, didn't address that, so... Yeah. And so without Canon yeah. literally going into it, it's, you you still have to kind of convince some people of it. Styles is bisexual, then. Cause you have mm-hmm. to prove that. Yeah. It is Canon, but you have to prove it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not explicit Canon. Yeah. You might have to explain the difference. You know, that there's canon and then there's <clears throat> canon for idiots. <laughs> so there's our canon and then there's the canon that everybody else thinks of. <laughs> well, I think we'd, we'd word it better than that, but it would be well, like... Yes, but it's... People yeah. who are watching the show was a drive-by. Yeah. You know, just we canon. Poor Asagi, she's making her way through season one of Angel. She's got all that heartbreak to come. <laughs> I mean, she's still got some of the good stuff to come, at least, like the funny things. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I just mean she's got that. Yeah. All oh, those times the show gets really, really good, and then Joss Whedon shows up and goes, hi, and tries to tank it. Mm. <sighs> she thinks she's... Because she's had the, the, the Buffy crossover episode. It's like, love. Oh, poor, poor, yeah. poor, 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 Yeah. Like, I, one of the reasons why I ended up not finishing all of Angel was the fact that it just, it got too dark at points. It just wasn't for me for that. But then again, I yeah, skipped right. most of a season of Buffy because it got too stupid, so. <laughs> yeah, but- Angel, it wanted to go very dark, and then just we didn't go, no. And so it never carried through. Mm-hmm. And that's really where it started to go wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it wanted are... to have... You know, yeah. Joss Whedon really does ruin a lot of things that way. Because he can't yeah, decide how he wants something to be. And, you know, kill everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that just ruined it even further. <laughs> okay. What he did to Fred just evil yeah a strong amazing female character he had no hand in creating so he had to turn her into this warrior goddess who was sexless and cold Mm -hmm. it's been 20 years and I still haven't forgiven (laughs) there are things we'll never forgive Joss Whedon for that's what I'm saying to myself you know she doesn't understand why people turned on Joss Whedon so quickly. It's like, some of us turned on her 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the Angel fans went, me, 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 me. <laughs> it is, when you have two, you know, for the time, very progressive and good series that are doing new things, and then you go, hey, but what if I throw in this old tired trope and just drag it all back down? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was my big complaint. And I wasn't even a big watcher of Buffy and everything back then. I didn't really go back to watch it until after I had gotten into Firefly. 
And then I... Firefly did nothing for me. Mm. But I had just finished watching Cowboy Bebop mm. when I saw Firefly. I think it was like the next show. It was like an hour. <laughs> so I, it was never going to happen for me. Yeah. But no, I watched Cowboy Bebop back in like 2001 or something like that. And so mm. when Firefly... Or, I didn't even watch Firefly when it first came out. I had friends tell me, oh, you should watch this. And I went, oh, okay, sure, why not? And then watched the DVDs and ended up going, okay, so, you know, it does remind me of Cowboy Bebop. I do like Nathan Fillion. I like this character and this character. Yes. But it's way more, the, it's a character-driven show. And the char- it's more yeah. the way that the actors embody those characters that gets to me rather than, like, the actual storylines. So... Joss Whedon writes good snark. Mm-hmm. You have to give him that. He's very good at snark. Oh, and I, I love the script doctoring that he has done. I have no problems with him getting to do that. I just... No, I, I don't I, know. Watch Justice League yet. <laughs> you can see the divisions of which one did what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not watched Justice League, and I have no intention of watching Justice League. <laughs> It really is like somebody stapled the scenes together. It's like two <sighs> different movies that have been really badly put together. <laughs> and it's an awful funny. lot of scenes put Wonder Woman down. Mm. And you can tell which one to Joss Whedon's is just so obvious. Yeah. How dare there be a strong female character that I didn't write and so therefore isn't really attractive to me. Yep. <laughs> there is a scene. It's actually quite amusing if you're sexist. Mm-hmm. You know, the kind of on the surface thing where Aquaman gets his leg caught up in the um, lasso. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, he has a, a tear. He goes on a tear. He says all the things that he genuinely means because he's. But he did, like, pretty much turns her into a sex object in that one scene. Mm-hmm. It's like. Dude, it's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever wanted one a woman who could kick ass and was totally beyond you sexually, it's her. <laughs> yeah. Like I was talking to somebody earlier about how, you know, when people, when we get into bad relationships, one of the biggest reasons is because we don't necessarily realize our own worth. But then again, sometimes you have people who do absolutely know what they are worth, but because nobody else is ever going to actually measure up to that. And it made me think of Peggy Carter and how after Steve Rogers, you know, of course she's going to make bad decisions because who can measure up to that? Yeah. (laughs) And I actually quite like that Peggy Carter, she set a hat towards men and she didn't always get them. Mm-hmm. But she was okay with that. Yeah. And now, granted, there were some choices made about <laughs> the way that the series was, where if they would have just gone, hey, you know what? Peggy Carter can be by. Because finding a woman who can match up to Steve Rogers, that's relatively easy. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Although, I have to say that show did make um, Howard very, very, very bi. He yes. was so in love with Steve Rogers, it was almost painful. Yes, very much so. 
Okay, so if we're doing the pet theories thing, do we want to do them at the bottom of our little list here? I think it might be a good idea if we have it written down which ones we go for so we can actually credit the yeah. people. Because with me and you, it's easy. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about Dark Moon Mirrorverse, we can link her and Calico Cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can link Cupid Bower. Or is it Sublime Glass? No, Sublime Glass was um, Show versus Tell, wasn't she? I think so. I okay. can't get up to check cast that on me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I think my... Show versus t- one of them is show versus tell, and the other one's the Jennifer is Jennifer. You can come in here right now. I'm still just discussing stuff. Just yeah, just trying not to let the cat in. Okay. Everybody's got cats, but they. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi! I got a cat. He beat me. Oh, you've and then left me. <laughs> He scared himself earlier. I went to the loo and I closed the door over. And he pushed the door open and I said hello. And he went meow. And then realised he'd made a noise and was in the toilet and he wasn't supposed to be. He jumped flying. <laughs> he was like, he was trying, I think he was trying to be sneaky, but he answered. Mm. And then he's like, oh God, I'm going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So he, well, you weren't going to get in trouble when I first saw you. You know. He's very nervy, is Dave. <laughs> they thought he was feral. Mm. And so the Cat Protection League was t- treating him like a feral cat, and then they realised that there was no way this cat was feral. Mm. Um, Rave point pointed out something that uh, may be relevant to this. Uh, mm. What does qualify as a pet theory, like a pet theory that we ourselves defend or mm-hmm. a pet theory that um, like Mirrorverse that's like someone else defended and we just accepted well, it can be even ones that I think it would be a good idea if we're fair and we go for ones we don't agree with as long as they're you know the theory is valid if you know what I mean mm-hmm. they've done the work even though they're not our pet, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a few of those too, but that, I mean, that's leaving out werewolf Jesus because that has absolutely no validity. There's <laughs> nothing to support it. But, um... Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking that Cubus Bauer is show versus tell because I'm looking over the meta list there and... Then versus Jennifer versus Jennifer because if she she has it on the sidebar mm-hmm. okay there is the um was a bit of debate the other day about predators not killers that Scott taught it to Derek mm-hmm. and that was recently rebunked, debunked because I was doing a rewatch and Derek says it in 105 yeah 
So, yeah, that's... You know, I think I think it was Nick Celestia. Um, it was her pet theory. Was that Derek became a better wolf because of Scott's example, because Scott refused to kill mm. in season three. Yeah. So, and I mean... If Derek hadn't said it in 105, it would have been a, a valid theory. Yeah. But he says it in 105. <laughs> Are the, the, the theories being listed already in the in the document? What was that? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a list at the very bottom here. Okay, so it didn't update any, so I'm going to refresh it. Cannot spell today. There is a theory that that Danny was the. Oh yeah, that's Joe's. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I just I added that one. The name. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the word. I literally forgot. The Common. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not that. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, it's awful, isn't it, when you can almost remember? Yeah, I can, can I, you can you describe I, it at all? I can I can open the 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 thing of wiki and it will be there. Uh, the villain of uh, the one of the villains of the the fourth season. There it is. Uh, yeah, but oh, there the it was the benefactor. What? Yes, thank you. Oh yes. my god, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That okay. some needed to. I I remember reading this theory a lot, but yeah. I can't remember who. It, it was kind of one of those collective theories. So let's do a little separate list here of kind of collective theories. We're like. One person kind of spitballed it. Another person actually wrote something out. A third person really fleshed it out. And it, it no longer yeah. really belongs to a single person. But to the hive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the hive is a, a villain group. <laughs> I thought it was appropriate. <laughs> I still defend and will die on the hill of the, t- the theory that their timeline was retconned. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. There is also the theory that Scott's bisexual. If you are considering theories that most people in this group don't disagree with. Yeah, I mean... Th- Disagree with doesn't mean they're wrong. It just means we don't disagree. Don't agree. Yeah, but uh, that, uh, I know. I, I just mean that there is this theory. It was. I think we can kind of lump those or lump that in together with Styles being bisexual. Because I actually have kind of a theory that links all of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> is it like my. For God's sake, Pidia is more canon than Stidia. <laughs> it is more canon than Stidia. 
I've actually managed to prove that one. Mm-hmm. The only thing proving it is a kiss. Yeah. Whereas I can prove study, prove pity quite theory, quite yeah. thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Not okay. just because I'm a shipper, but actually can. <laughs> okay, so what other ones do we have do we want on, on the list? Because I know we. A few of them got mentioned earlier in the podcast room. Let me go glance at them. Oh, something was in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely something in the water. That that's a theory that came up, comes up all the time. Yeah. I think uh, Direct Moon and Calico um, both wrote about it, but. I know more people wrote, wrote about it too. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna put that under the collective yeah, series there. In the water, I think everybody arrived at independently. Yeah. Like the wild. Okay. Because I mean, we were talking about both of them as early as season three. Mhm. So. Well, season two for the wild hunt. <laughs> oh, I had an idea about that actually. Um, did they appear the way they appeared because it was what Scott expected to see? So Scott, being American, saw them as the American version of the Wild Hunt, which is like the cowboy riders, you know, the riders on the storm. Mm-hmm. Whereas had it happened in Germany, he might have seen Odin, etc. Yeah. You know, was it localized? Could be. I mean, yeah, sure, it was saving money, but you know. <laughs> Because I can't remember how they appeared to the Nazi, but the Nazi was telling his story in, you know, in retrospect, in flashback, so it would have been whatever Scott saw of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Okay, so Vid, you're not the same universe thing. How exactly would you phrase that? The universe was retconned, <laughs> oh, wow. which sounds <laughs> weird, but yeah. Okay. There is also the theory that Scott was the beast. Oh yeah, that's luminescent Lily. Well, at least she's the one I've had the most conversations with about it. Okay. That Scott was the beast in season five. That holds up to an awful lot of scrutiny. <laughs> it actually makes season five make sense. Okay. And the idea that um, Sebastian was a beast, not the beast. Mm-hmm. So you're assuming Sebastian happened at all. Because he's got some blood. Kate was with the alpha pack, was supposed to be with the alpha pack because of... Yeah, the missing female alpha. Yeah, I don't know whose pet theory that is. Oh, no, the missing um, missing female alpha is a... It's canon thing. At the no, end of season I, I, I know that's canon, but... Uh, I think I believe Kate. Said, yeah. Mm. I know... Genki, you think it's Talia? I've already added my theory on the on the list there. 
Okay. Um. <coughs> what other things do we want to add on here? Because obviously some of these we won't be able to talk as much about because they are relatively small things or because they're not our theories. We don't understand them as well as the person who initially yeah, read it out. I mean, that's why we're sort of linking them so that we can say, look, go and find out. Yeah. Um, let me think that. It's so weird to me that Copid's Bauer, Copid's isn't in, in the list of <laughs> theories. Yeah. But I found it kind of difficult oh, to I actually. Hmm? I was going to say, I asked Moon for her list of uh, Mirrorverse moments so that we could um, share them mm-hmm. on the Discord. Hmm. Just waiting on her getting back to me. Ooh. She's still dancing around the room that, mirror, that Lydia walked into the mirror. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was convinced that that theory would never get any evidence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. uh, should we mention the symbolisms? Or are we like color theory or... The theory and like how Peter is symbolized by thrones and stuff like that. How the characters have symbolic association. Because I don't think I've ever sat down and worked out what Liam's is. <laughs> oh, the Liam is Peter's kid theory. Oh, uh, Liam is Peter's kid. Oh, I think we all agree on that one. Um, yeah. uh, still, <laughs> can't. Say it. we, it's still something we can mention. <laughs> Okay, what else do we have going on here? Um, I'm looking down through Cupid's Bower's meta list to try to see if there's anything that pops out as... I know I read a a meta about deal women, and I think it was Calico Cat. Mm. And it's kind of weirdly ironic, and it's just popped into my head that that this is a thing, because it's actually talking about the Anakite. Mm-hmm. As it is in mythology, not as it is in Team Wolf. We. Mm. I know that Kelly had a theory about it being all about the military. There is a post in her blog on that. But oh, I um, know the that counts. Yeah. Um, there is. Uh, I'm going to say hints that there is uh, military experimentation on the town. Mm. That the big bad, the scary thing, was actually the military. And that they walked away. Probably when the Hale House burned. Actually, probably just before. It would explain why Talia didn't want to act. Um, okay, do, does that I mean, whose idea was that one? Um, I have no idea who started that one. But I know it came down... I think it might have been Wes, actually. Hmm. So it came down to Jacob's Ladder, and um, it's that's what started it. Hmm. 
right, so we'll just we'll mention that we're not sure about who started that one. But yeah, because still... that one sort of fit into mine and the possession thing. Mm-hmm. The idea that whatever it was possessed yeah. us was something that they oh. also yeah. created. Mm. Oh, you've got your theory that um, Raphael killed Claudia. Was that me? Uh, was wasn't it you? Yes, it was me. <laughs> 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 I just remembered that. Oh, oh, that's right, it was. Okay. I think it's because it was just. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was the secret. And mm. that's why I'm sure I hated it. Yeah. Well, do you there have... There are two theories that come up quite often. Um, that Malia was supposed to be a villain, and it's now, that's now a theory because of how the show dealt with it. Mm. And that the, uh, true alphaness of Scott was something caused by Dita. Mm. Yeah. I was gonna say it's that theory or oh, something. Inside of that is that the true alpha spark is actually the Haley spark. So there is the whole spark alphaness theory to go with that. Yeah. Oh, and there's also the Styles believed in him theory. Yeah, I I defend that (laughs) that theory. Uh, There is a theory of the, well, belief in the series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Trying to, that I'm still trying to figure out, like, okay, which one of these do we actually want to have written down? Okay. This might be one that needs transcribed. I can't believe I forgot about the right, the Rafe killed Claudia theory. That theory was so good. Mm-hmm. That's so much. And then stupid cannon. Okay, uh, Athena, do you have a pet theory that you want to defend in this? Well, mine is usually that there was two possessions. Okay. Because that's the one I always end up explaining. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so. <clears throat> see how many we've got on here now. So I have mine where Tali was always alive and behind everything. Mirrorverse. Nurse Jennifer is Jennifer Blake. Danny was a shaman from a fam- or from a family of Pacific Islander shamans slash kahunas. The universe was retconned. Scott was the beast. Military is behind everything in the town. Two possessions. Danny was the computer person behind the benefactor. Styles is bisexual slash Scott is bisexual. Something is in the water. Kate is the missing female alpha. Liam is Peter's kid. Styles' belief and or Deaton's meddling led to true alpha Scott. I think that's probably enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see if I want to do some rearranging of some of this. Oh, I have to ask, can you hear me okay? Yes. Well, I'm on my phone. I want to make sure it records. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
was going to say, we have no Lydia theories, but we do. We have Miraverse. Yeah. That is very Lydia. I mean, some... she is the race. Yeah, and there are certain parts of this that really encompass several characters, or all of them, so it'll be Yeah, fine. there's some of them that encompass several theories. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So I will mod, I guess, and then we will go from here, and I'm going to be smart and turn off my recording and then turn it back on so I actually get something no, I don't sure have to take off well yeah something so I don't have to take off the first like hour or so of a... welcome everyone I'm your host super happy Genki and this is episode 48 of the Teen Wolf Metapack podcast where we'll be answering your questions and spinning out our theories okay this is less of an answer your questions one and more of a hey let's get started back doing this so as a general warning you know what we don't have spoilers anymore you've seen it or you haven't seen it so let's just keep on going. Remember that you can find us at twmp.tumblr.com to submit questions. We also have a Discord channel. You can find out more information on the Tumblr account that I've just mentioned about how to get into that. So I'm stumbling all over my words today. This is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> so once again, we'd like to thank Ariel Machado for contributing to our Patreon and allowing us to pay for unlimited hosting on SoundCloud, which means that you can still find these episodes even you know, a month after we've recorded them. It's amazing. So, today... the next one. Yes. Okay, so today's episode, we have me. We also have Athena Dark. Say hi, Athena. Hi. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> And also, Vigilant Liquidificador. Hi. Yay. I have fun saying your name. But we're going to call you Vid because, yeah. <laughs> All right. Today's episode is going to focus quite a bit on some of those theories that never really got disproven, never really got proven, but just we still hold on to them hardcore. And some of them, they actually have been disproven to a point, but they're still the thing where we go, oh, but what if? So we all have the, we call them our pet theories. That thing we just keep going back to, just, oh, but if I take this little morsel of information and pull it in here, oh, it still kind of works. So we're going to start talking about those with talking about Mirrorverse. So Duroc Moon and Calico Cat really were the ones who kind of start everything about this. Athena, do you want to start us in on talking about Mirrorverse? Yeah, Mirrorverse is really kind of complicated. <laughs> the idea is that there is a parallel universe where everything is slightly different, and every now and again, Teen Wolf moves into this other universe where things happen. But they don't happen in our universe. And you can tell it's happened because the scene has reversed. Uh, so book titles will be backwards. Uh, clocks will change. Um, one of the most obvious ones is when Styles goes into the laboratory and sees the numbers written on the board. When he and Lydia solve the numbers to find the name Kira, and between him going back and the numbers being gone, he's changed his T-shirt despite the fact that it's five minutes apart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's lots of little things like that now. They kind of look like continuity errors, but they're very clearly deliberate. 
there's one in episode 102 where Lydia starts to hold up a banner that says, We love you, Jackson. And it changes to Jackson is the best. Mm-hmm. It's little things like that. And they get more and more common. There is um, oh, when a thread. Scott's on the motorbike heading down to pick up Kira. When there we are know the dogs. And it's yeah, um, the number on his bike is suddenly reversed. Well, it, the whole scene is reversed, but that's the only thing that makes it obvious. Yeah. Um, there are the dolls in the lady basement. Mm-hmm. The dolls and the the small mirrors. And uh, this example, it was it comes from Calico Cat, that uh, Kira didn't exist until his uh, her father mentions her. She mm-hmm. is not on the scene at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Things that where the universe suddenly changes and it compensates to accept that change. Or they do something in the other universe that is not seen by anyone else. So when you get to season six, you actually have Lydia walking into a mirror and she goes back in time. And the people in the vision can't interact with her and she can't interact with them. But it's playing hungry like the wolf, you know. (laughs) She learns there. Uh, The fight with the Kanama in the library is another one. And we're still finding them. Um, I'm doing a rewatch at the moment. I'm on episode 106. And I'm finding, I'm writing them down as I find them. And there's going to be as many I miss as as I pick up. But they are there and they are deliberate. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you'll have a poster that's facing left, and then the next time you see it, it's facing right. Oh, jeez, the um. Oh, uh, the changes yeah, the in the styles room. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Um, I think it's the Rock Moon has the post that really compares the two of those, where almost everything yeah. is slightly different. Yeah. Yeah, there's the black painting that moves around the room, and it does mm. it in one scene, mm. and the decal of the skate of the snowboarder. It's big, small, big, small. Mm. But uh, not even, yeah, but there's there's that one yeah. scene in, oh gosh, the time when Derek is in Styles' room. Yeah. There on the first Yeah, the, one, yeah. the wolf um, pointed mm. out, it says it was obvious proof that they'd had sex because the room changes so much. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> tissues there one minute and then not the next. The bed's made, then it's not made. There's clothes on the floor, then there's not. And yeah. He took that as proof that they'd had sex. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, even people who aren't tracking the meta and the the legwork that's mm-hmm. go, that we're only mostly doing now yeah, are saying things are changing in scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that particular scene, if you really look at all the details of things on the wall, to be like, okay, suddenly you go from having, you know, like one clock to a different clock, one CD yeah. player to a different CD player. Oh, look, where you did have something on the wall that was a printed out sort of picture, suddenly it's painted. Yeah, there's posters that swap photographs. and mm-hmm. Yeah, the room is different pretty much in every shot in the same scene. Yes, it's... And logistics of that tell me it's not accidental. It couldn't be. Because we know yeah. from all the stuff we've seen since then how much they keep everything. 
So when if they can still pull out props that they used one time in season one and go, oh, hey, here's this thing, yeah. then they definitely had everything there and just chose to do something different. I mean, with costumes, uh, they take Polaroids mm-hmm. so that they can get it safe every time. So a Styles' T-shirt is changing in the middle of a scene because uh, it goes from a white ring of T-shirt to a white T-shirt with with a pocket, you know, mm-hmm. one of the posy T-shirts. And but, but considering that we talked about the pockets. Mm. Mm. Not that I can remember what pockets be. <laughs> but do you know the ring is a sign? No, stripes possession. Oh, I think pockets were still something related to that, though. I just don't remember exactly what. Because every pocket that's on a shirt in that show, there was a decision to add it on there. And that was the thing that led to Posey creating that line that had all of those weird shirt pockets that they then went, oh, hey, yeah, well, it'll be easy to just go ahead and use a couple of these because, hey, they'll fit. They're there. <laughs> They're free. Um, and, yeah, because most of the costumes that they wear are made. They're not off the rack. Or they'll uh, be off of the rack, but then... Taylor massively edited. Mm. Oh, like um, Allison's <laughs> awful t-shirt with the lace sleeves. That was made. And everything that Malia wears. Some poor seamstress crying herself to sleep that she had to actually spend that long making those things. <laughs> oh, just a second here. Oh. <laughs> You could see her sitting there at the sewing machine, crying a heart attack, going, so hideous. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, half of it, if you only have to work with one piece at a time, it's not as bad. And as it was, some of her awful things were things that Allison had. Yeah. Which, yeah, we we We'll talk about pet theory. I think we can take it as canon. Yeah. That Chris Argent just gave away her clothes. Because yeah. he had no use for them unless he had some sort of weird kink. Yeah. And even then, would he fit? <laughs> Probably not. But then you have... So, Kate you know. died when she was staying with him, so it was her clothes, and there was Victoria's clothes, and then there was Alison's clothes. And Malia's naked, so she might as well have them. Yeah. Yeah. But then it could also be that he finally went, okay, I'm going to just give these to Goodwill or something like that. And then when Malia suddenly comes back around, it's, okay, well, I, you know, her dad's going, I need clothes for her because the things that I still have don't fit her anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. By some measure. Yeah. I and mean, she got a little bit taller. Just her. Just her. Okay. Do we want to talk about, actually, yeah, with Mirrorverse, one of the other things that kind of led to that notion of it is just how many mirrors there are in Teen Wolf. A ridiculous yeah. number of mirrors. And there are a lot of times where shots will be done so that the action will be framed in a reflection. Yeah. Or Scott doesn't look at himself in mirrors after the first transformation. And mm-hmm. if he does, which I think he does once, he, the mirror is broken. Mm-hmm. In the room where Peter meets Lydia mm-hmm. in the Hale House, yeah. there is a mirror. That same mirror is in the room where Kate confronts Derek. Mm-hmm. 
and where Derek resurrects Peter against his will. Mm-hmm. And it's quite a nice mirror. I think that's why I noticed it at first. Yeah. The mirror is there, they're not reflected in it. And that's another thing you've got to watch for. Mm-hmm. Are they reflected in the mirror? When and Jackson... <laughs> Lydia is symbolised by mirrors. She is seen most often in and with mirrors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jackson? Yeah, when Jackson has the snake come out of his mouth, he's looking into the mirror. Yeah. So. Just being... Yeah, uh, Malia appears in the boys' bathroom in the mirror before she appears in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's the sign where Styles can read again where it says objects in the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's the first thing he can read again after <laughs> whatever happens at the start of season three. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a different theory. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that one. Uh, but yeah, there's loads of mirrors and they are important. Um, characters are- looking to validate themselves. Styles does and Lydia to it, or Lydia uses it at like a pumping up. She uses it for strength. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Alison ever using a mirror. That doesn't mean she didn't. Oh, there, um, she, she there, did. There is, there is uh, when uh, when Alison is uh, packing her clothes for Kate's funeral. There is a mirror in her locker, and the mirror goes away in between cuts. <laughs> See, <laughs> the world of Teen Wolf is really malleable, and particularly the, in earlier the, seasons, the, they really made a lot of focus on having all of these background elements that would lead to all of these things. Well, there's the one in I want to say season five, mm-hmm. where Scott's in his kitchen and the magnets fall off the fridge and the clock runs mm-hmm. backwards. Yeah. This time of the microwave changes as well. I mean, it looks like we're really nitpicking and we're finding loads and loads of errors. But the, the, it's more work to put the errors in than not. So it must be deliberate. Yeah. And now, granted, that was... The magnets and the clock thing were supposed to be connected with that one... Oh... The last the, day? Maybe I think so. The dude with the fork. Yeah, the the one who had Raven's fly out of him or whatever. Yeah, that was weird. They never explained that. Yeah, but I think I <laughs> what that was supposed to be showing is that he was supposed to be their attempt at crossing over between you know the regular world and that mirror world, because if it was well, they yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's... They seem to move between the two. Mm-hmm. It was like they were phase shifting or something. It, it's also possible that when Jennifer teleported and when Possessed Styles teleported, that that's what they were doing, was they were moving through Mirrorverse. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, so... It, it's, the telluric currents seem to be involved. Yes. And so it's a it's big... <laughs> Yeah, so it's a big theory because it covers basically everything. And 
Yeah, we'll we'll try to give you as many links as we can to these things that we can find so you can read up more about it yourself and then oh. go off on your own little journey to figure yeah, out, hey, Derek what else? Yeah, baby, and her and Calico mm-hmm. Cat have done so much legwork on it. Yes. But this, I can't remember. And there's a their meaning and theory. Okay, say that again, Lua. Yeah. Oh, just searching Mirrorverse on their blogs, you'll get so many links. Mm. It'll be good. I will say that's one of my favorite theories to actually read about, because just seeing yeah. the legwork that other people have put in is amazing, because it all, it holds up so well. So, okay. Uh, yeah, you can even take it into places like Icon, and why Icon gets so much more grim. Mm-hmm as the seasons go on because okay. Mirrorverse is sort of filtering through. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I think we'll move on to our next theory now, which is Sublime Glasses' theory that Nurse Jennifer is Jennifer Blake. So this is a pretty clear-cut one that the <laughs> nurse that Peter had was actually Jennifer Blake all along. And Jennifer Blake being, you know, Julia Bakari's the one who was the drunk. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Julie goes on to say um, that she manipulated Laura's murder because she wanted Peter to be what she used Derek as, which was some sort of protector mm-hmm. or champion. Mm-hmm. Because it's it, a good word. It makes a lot of sense because even in canon, it's talked about how you know people who change their names for something tend to stick to something not that different. That's what she, she says it. Yeah. And we know she can change her face. Mm-hmm. And there was another, I had a point I was about to say it, it popped out my head. Clearly there's not enough coffee in there. Um, <laughs> yes, because Peter knew her when she, when he killed her on the Nematon. Mm. I remember. Yeah. Um, it's clear in season one whether Derek or Peter killed her. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter takes the blame, but Derek might have done it. He might have lamed the blow. Um, but as soon as she dies, Peter becomes a completely different character. Mm. He goes from being the beast to being gay, sassy uncle. He, yeah, he sort of he goes from being a blunt force instrument to talking about Nazis to Scott to try and recruit him. <laughs> and it is like a switch has been thrown. Yeah. So the idea that somebody was controlling him holds up so much thought. And the fact that might... Nurse Jennifer was never really she didn't seem shocked ever about the fact that, hey yeah, this dude is doing a thing so we that's how we know that there was yeah, some sort of manipulation, she, but how would she have known that unless she was already sort of part of this supernatural kind of community? Yeah, if you check the flashback that Peter gives Scott, mm-hmm. um, she's the one that puts him in the moonlight. Yep. And she lets him out. Um, but we don't see an awful lot of what happened before then. We do know um, that he was still, you know not in any control until well when he met Meredith because he didn't even remember Meredith <laughs> so sometime between then and 
Laura coming back, she took over his his care. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely after Julia was gored. Yeah. Now I I swear I've seen something somewhere where someone posited the scenario that Meredith was somehow the one to bring Jennifer back as the nurse. But I haven't really examined it much. Yeah, Meredith is definitely something. Mm. I mean, she is the benefactor. Yes. And we can talk about the sexism of the narrative that we don't tend to notice female villains, unless they're Kate. Um, (laughs) And, you know, that's a fair thing. We all do it. We're all kind of sexist in that way. Um, The show does it too. (laughs) So it's not just us. But But it's based on the fact that so much of media in the past has been oh, well, you don't need to worry about the women unless they're very obviously bad. Yeah, whereas the women in Teen Wolf are very very obviously bad, but there's men there, too, and they're bad, too. So you've got, like, Deucalion, who barely does anything. He's evil, terrible. Jennifer, who's piping out half the county. Well, she's just misunderstood, really. (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, we all do it. And being aware of it is the first step to change. Yes. Meredith is probably worse than Jennifer, but she looks so small and soft and thing that even Lydia assumes that Peter must be responsible. And Peter's done nothing. But M- Meredith was in control of Ivan. Mm. So if she, if Jennifer went to Ivan because there's all those supernatural creatures there and she wanted some kind of power boost, which is possible. I mean, she had been gorged living on crows. Meredith could have sent her to find Peter because Peter would lead her to the Hales. Mm. To Laura, especially. And the Hales are the protectors of the Nematon. That does not change at any point in canon. Even when Derek's not there, he is protecting the Nematon because he's looking for that yellow wolf Spain stuff. <laughs> Yeah, just a quick addendum. I think this theory was actually copied slower. I'm looking for the links to add to the post after, uh, and I think it's it started with copied copied and sublim. Okay, I know that. Them were very linked in the theory, and I don't remember. I mean, I said when we were planning this, I couldn't remember which had done it, but it was either Cupid's Bow or Sublime Glass. <laughs> so, yeah, credit where credit, but it's definitely one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. A lot of this, we have several of these that were kind of going, okay, this person sort of started it, but it, it's transformative. One person yeah. will say something, yeah. another person will go, oh, but this thing. And then a third person will go, well, let me actually write a meta about it. And you know, the the person who actually see, started the yeah, idea see, gets lost in the process. I mean, that's why we tend to talk about the we. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we don't remember who did it. <laughs> but we want to admit that it is a collaborative process. Mm. And that's why we set up the Discord. And I'm sure if people have seen that happen, that one person will say, 
oh, but what about... And it'll go back and forth, and different theories will be mentioned, and it'll come in from lots of people with different perspectives. And yeah. well, that's there on Discord. It can, it can and does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the number of theories that we've had that kind of end up sort of proving themselves to us that came about because we disagreed with what somebody else said. Yeah. It wasn't something that we necessarily had any strong feelings about whatsoever. But then in just going, oh, but this person said this thing and that doesn't seem right because if that was this, then that would be this thing. And no, it's this thing instead. And wait a second. (laughs) I mean, that's why we're kind of careful with the language where we'll say a theory is valid. Because it's supported, it's valid, but we may not agree with it. Yeah. And we might totally agree with something that later collapses. Like the theory that Raphael McCall killed Claudia Stalinsky. Now that's a brilliant theory, mm. and it explains so much, but it is not at the end supported. It collapsed, it was just. And it happens. It was a great theory, didn't work. <laughs> So it's um, it's a theory that's not valid. There's nothing in canon to support it. Well, there is a lot in canon to support it, but at the end it was cut off. So, but everybody might agree with that theory. It's just not right. It becomes a head canon. Yes. But and it's of... rude to argue with canons. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the things we're talking about today is the fact that some of these are our pet theories where, to a point, it doesn't matter how much canon refutes them, we still want to hold on to them. And even if canon barely does anything to support them, if they didn't bother to go and say something else, well, (laughs) we're holding on to it. It could be wide open, and it's like, well, this is the hill I am fighting on. Yes. Okay, so let's move it, on to our... It's not right and it's not wrong. It's supported or not supported. Because we might totally disagree with the theory and it's completely solid. Mm-hmm. So that's something you have to bear in mind. Was we're not being cagey. We're just, it's just not that kind of absolute argument. Yes. That, and that's also why a lot of times when you guys have given us questions we've had to go well maybe because there's so little about team wolf that is concrete uh, <laughs> yeah. i think scott makes it so okay there is some that is concrete but as far as how things can be interpreted very little of that is concrete yes so okay but let's move on to our next one that next theory to discuss so we're going to do this one for the one sarcastic chick you may know her as joe who helps us out in here sometimes she's been busy lately but we still want to give a shout out to this danny was a shaman from a family of pacific islander shamans slash kahunas so not put out there just because oh well if danny is pacific islander then we want to give him a shout out but from things like we specifically see him with the oni and even though the Oni yeah. don't necessarily go for him, he sort of knows what's going on. 
and he spends a whole lot of time going like, you know, dude is speaking hills. Dude is speaking hills. He knows something of what's going on more so than what other people do. And his name translates as Seer McProfitson. <laughs> Basically. Uh, yeah, Daniel is a biblical seer, and Meilani is the shaman of the first new moon used for divination. Mm. I think that's the way it is, but it works out as using the moon for prophecy. Mm. So yeah, his name is Seer McProfitson. I mean, if you can't be Birdie McBoatface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna uh, and wasn't um, the character written out because the actor was injured? Something to do with his back? I believe so. I think he may have gotten maybe like a broken rib or something. It, was, it, yeah, I think they benched him for medical reasons and then never used him again. Which is sad. Yeah. <sighs> I have to thank Lua because she's going behind the scenes here and grabbing all of the links for a lot of this stuff and actually stuffing them in our comments so we'll be able to link them to you. She's doing amazing. Because there's going to be a lot of links on this one. <laughs> there will be. We'll put them under like a read more or something because otherwise the post will get away from us. and It'll be like that one big like long cloud one that everybody hates on Tumblr. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But Vid, if you'll take a little second out of doing that and talk about your theory about how the universe was retconned. Oh, oh, oh my God. Uh, I got it. I got it kind of like excited and pulled it on my headphones. That's so, okay. Yeah. I, had a moment, I had a little bit ago where I got peanut butter up my nose, so you're, you're still a step ahead of me. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, uh, that theory came up came up uh, mostly in in the podcast, so I didn't really finish writing about it because other things got in the way. But uh, that's okay. Some of my thing... theories have been podcast only too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the main thing is that uh, at some point between season five and six, the universe got retcon and it's it's not that that they moved to another universe or to another timeline it's that the one they were in it's different now and we got uh little details that show that like uh the reactions to peter uh there is there isn't all the same story between the characters. Uh, Styles seems to be the only one who notices there is something weird going on, and then he leaves. It's in when he comes back. It's not like there is time for a mom a chat. And hey, people, maybe this is not how <laughs> it was supposed to be. And the fact that suddenly he he wants Scott to go away so badly and there is for example no comment on that that he wants Scott to go away like he did and we had just in the previous season the very 
strong opposite reaction. This, this little details, I believe the, the universe changed in the past, but we are seeing their present. <laughs> This doesn't make sense explaining like this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean like when they change the direction of the train? Yeah, I think something uh, something happens that they just aren't aware of, but that changes everything. Makes I sense. don't know yeah. what it is. A lot of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it... Uh, my main point is the relationship between the sheriff and Styles something different because Styles no longer thinks his father is such a important figure. Well, if mm. we get to season six, it's it's weird. He he usually. He he says it I think in all seasons that he doesn't want his his father hurt that he doesn't yeah. he can lose both his parents and then in season six he doesn't have like the time to even think about his father or to comment on him like my father will find me anything nothing there is nothing it's just a different relationship. Yeah. Actually, come to think of it, that is weird. <laughs> um, when he sees the hunt, his thought isn't to get to his dad, it's to get to Scott. Yeah. And it's Scott that's going to save him. And that's weird because he's Scott's never been the one that Styles has relied on. Mm-hmm. Probably... Because somebody else always saved him before Scott ever had to. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is, it's like suddenly Styles starts to believe the hype and he never has before. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> See what we mean about finding new theories all the time. <laughs> <sighs> Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> Cheaper than sports. True, true. Okay. Anything else you want to say about that one, Vid? No, no. That's pretty much it. Well, okay. It was a short one. Yeah. I was going to say the fact it's one of the season about memory as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is that. Okay. Then let's move on to... I believe this one was Luminescent Lilies. We're going to try to find an actual written out thing if not um scott was actually the beast or a beast in season five yes everything's kind of, the yeah, beast everything's kind of blurring together for me still a little bit <laughs> yeah i haven't got that far I'm on 106 mm. <laughs> yeah i did a lot of talking with uh, luminescent lily over this one and the idea was that scott was the beast but he when he narrated it he changed the story mm-hmm. because it didn't suit the narrative and the idea was that when he killed that is when he became the beast mm. um, now it was not 
more or less it was a consequence. This is why he was so scared of killing. And that holds a lot of merit in the idea that he he personally created Munro, not by not checking the bus, but by actually doing it in the first place. And why he went to so much bother to nerf Jordan, or to nerf Parrish. Because he takes all the power from Parrish in his retelling. Because when you get Parrish, when he's surrounded by people who are not necessarily going to tell the story the way Scott does, like the sheriff and Scott's dad, Parrish is incredibly powerful. Um, when it's Scott telling the story, Parrish is actually kind of rubbish. So there's definite nerfing going on. Um, that's such a great term. Thank you, gamers. <laughs> but the idea was that Scott became the beast, but he was not in control of his actions. The beast was in control of his actions, the same way it possessed Mason. <laughs> um, they were trying to use the beast to prolong their own immortality. Mm. Well, the Dread Doctors. Um, and that's, it, it turned on them the same way it does with what we see. There is a lot of circumstantial evidence that supports it. Um, that you know, the shoe prints are completely different, um, which match Peter in season one. There's all those lovely parallels between Scott and Peter anyway. Um, that we're predators, but we don't have to be killers. You know, and the idea that Scott has become a killer despite himself, the rise of the beast Scott in season four, um, which, if we take canon as absolute which we're never going to do, <laughs> is, is sort of a loose thread from season, is a loose thread that's left wide open. And that that is what it means to be a true alpha. That if a true alpha kills, they become the beast. The same way Sebastian did in Gévaudan. Um And that it scares the hell out of Scott and he denies it and doesn't want to admit that he had no control because his control is so rigid and it completely defeats the myth that he is selling Alec. Mm. So if you watch 5B, especially with the beast giant pug that it is, is running a mark, um, it's never Scott that faces it, it's always Liam. Mm. Uh but that's something Scott does a lot. It's like, Liam, go kill that thing for me. Um, <laughs> you know, um, Scott apparently stops it with Mason and Lydia. But a lot, in a lot of those scenes, he's extraneous. Yeah. Scott um, is extraneous in a lot Scott, of scenes that he's in in general. Yeah. Uh, the only time he's not is when he leads the beast into the library. Mm-hmm. That's the only scene that doesn't entirely jar. But there is also the idea that Scott had no idea that he was the Beast. Mm-hmm. Which, considering that Jackson had no idea that he was the Kanama, totally possible. You know, Star Trek 
no idea that he was possessed. It goes mm-hmm. on. No, it's actually, you can kind of trace that bit back further. Because if you go back to season one, when Scott is under the assumption of, oh, no, this is just how werewolfing works, where I just randomly wake up yep. in the middle of the woods. Yep. So, totally and possible. Although this is dipping into another theory, the idea that Deaton created Scott as a true alpha when, by doing the ritual. So Styles became linked to the Nematon. Allison started to see the future. Those two things are canon. And then we've got Scott who powers up and becomes an alpha by virtue of stubbornness. <laughs> you know, by virtue of strength of will, I think is the line. Um, but, it, you know, but there's also about 15 alpha sparks floating around the other. There's lots of ways Scott could have become alpha. And, mm. you know, but if Deaton did do it, it could, and it was linked to the corrupted nematon, you could end up with a giant pug running amok in Beacon <laughs> Hills. You know, there's, it's a solid argument that you can make, but nobody sat down and actually hammered point after point after point after point. It's mm. all been in conversation. Um, and it's not just, just me that's having that conversation, that she's been having the conversation with. So, but it does tend to drive the, the crazy end of the fandom up the left. Because although it's a valid argument and it's something that could be explored, it doesn't make Scott look very good. Even though, and this is the thing, if he was possessed by the beast, you know, by this form of himself, we couldn't blame him any more than we blame Jackson for being a cannibal. Mm-hmm. But apparently that's just being mean to Scott. <sighs> okay. Well, Athena, as long as you're talking, talk about the idea that there are two possessions that happened. Okay, and I I should clarify that what we are talking about here is two possessions of styles. Because there is an alternate yes. theory that both Allison and Styles were possessed. Yep, the Allison but. doesn't get snake theory. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk specifically about yes. the Styles one because I don't know. I like that one more. <laughs> we we might still link something about the other one, but <laughs> the other one holds a lot of water. Yeah, um, but. For the purposes of the narrative, <laughs> if Alison was possessed, she was possessed as well by a completely different Nagitsune who was passing through Beacon Hill. Yeah. Uh, this one is a bit more complicated. Something. Um, us. Super happy Genki, and this is episode 48 of the Teen Wolf Metapack podcast, where we'll be answering your questions and spinning out our theories. Okay, this is less of an answer your questions one and more of a, hey, let's get started back doing this. So as a general warning, you know what? We don't have spoilers anymore. You've seen it or you haven't seen it. So let's just keep on going. Remember that you can find us at twmp.tumblr.com to submit questions. We also have a Discord channel. You can find out more information on the Tumblr account that I just mentioned about how to get into that. So... I'm stumbling all over my words today. This is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> so, 
Once again, we'd like to thank Ariel Machado for contributing to our Patreon and allowing us to pay for unlimited hosting on SoundCloud, which means that you can still find these episodes even you know, a month after we've recorded them. It's amazing. So, today's... for the next one. <laughs> yes. Okay, so today's episode, we have me. We also have Athena Dark. Say hi, Athena. Hi. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Vigera Liquidificador. Hi. Yay! I have fun saying your name. But we're going to call you Vid, because... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Today's episode is going to focus quite a bit on some of those theories that never really got disproven, never really got proven, but just we still hold on to them hardcore. And some of them, they actually have been disproven to a point, but they're still the thing where we go, oh, but what if? So we, all have these, we call them our pet theories. That thing we just keep going back to just, oh, but if I take this little morsel of information and pull it in here, oh, it still kind of works. So we're going to start talking about those with talking about Mirrorverse. So Duroc Moon and Calico Cat really were the ones who kind of start everything about this. Athena, do you want to start us in on talking about Mirrorverse? Yeah, Mirrorverse is really kind of complicated. <laughs> the idea is that there is a parallel universe where everything is slightly different and every now and again Teen Wolf moves into this other universe where things happen but they don't happen in our universe and you can tell it's happened because the scene has reversed Uh, so book titles will be backwards Uh, clocks will change Um, one of the most obvious ones is when Styles goes into the laboratory and sees the numbers written on the board. When he and Lydia solve the numbers to find the name Kira, and between him going back and the numbers being gone, he's changed his T-shirt, despite the fact that it's five minutes apart. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of little things like that. Now, they kind of look like continuity errors, errors, but they're very clearly deliberate. Uh, There's one in episode 102 where Lydia starts to hold up a banner that says we love you Jackson and it changes to Jackson is the best mm-hmm. it's little things like that and they get more and more common there is um, oh, when Scott's of- on the motorbike heading down to pick up Kira when there we know the that the name, and it's yeah, the um, number on his bike is suddenly reversed well it, the whole scene is reversed but that's the only thing that makes it obvious yeah um there are the dolls in the lazy basement, mm-hmm. the dolls and the the small mirrors, and uh, this example it was it comes from Calico Cat that uh, Kira didn't exist until his her father mentions her. She mm-hmm. is not on the scene at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Things that. <laughs> where the universe suddenly changes and it compensates to accept that change. Or they do something in the other universe that is not seen by anyone else. So when you get to season six, you actually have Lydia walking into a mirror and she goes back in time. And the people in the vision can't interact with her and she can't interact with them. But 
it's playing hungry like the wolf you know <laughs> she learns there uh there the fight with the canama in the library is another one and we're still finding them um i'm doing a rewatch at the moment i'm on episode 106 and i'm finding i'm writing them down as i find them and there's going to be as many i miss as, as i pick up but they are there and they are deliberate mm-hmm. you know um so you'll have a poster that's facing left and then the next time you see it it's facing right Oh, the or, geez, the, um, oh, uh, the yeah, changes styles in the styles rule. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. um, I think it's the Rock Moon has the post that really compares the two of those, where almost everything yeah. is slightly different. Yeah, yeah. there's the black painting that moves around the room, and it does mm. it in one scene, mm. and the decal of the skate of the snowboarder is big, small, big, small. Mm. But not, not even yeah. But there's there's that one yeah. scene in oh gosh the time when Derek is in Styles's room yeah there in the first yeah the, yeah the wolf um, pointed mm. out this is was obvious proof that they'd had sex because the room changes so much yeah you know there's tissues <laughs> there one minute and they're not the next the bed's made then it's not made there's clothes on the floor then there's not and <laughs> um, yeah he took that as proof that they'd had sex <laughs> but yeah I mean. Even people who aren't tracking the meta and the the legwork that's mm. go, that we're only mostly doing now yeah, are saying things are changing in scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that particular scene, if you really look at all the details of things on the wall, to be like, okay, suddenly you go from having, you know, like one clock to a different clock, one CD yeah. player to a different CD player. Oh, look, where you did have something on the wall that was a printed out sort of picture, suddenly it's painted. Yeah, there's posters that swap photographs. and mm-hmm. Yeah, the room is different pretty much in every shot in the same scene. Yes, it's... And logistics of that tell me it's not accidental. It couldn't be. Because we know yeah. from all the stuff we've seen since then how much they keep everything. So when if they can still pull out props that they used one time in season one and go, oh, hey, here's this thing, yeah. then they definitely had everything there and just chose to do something different. I mean, with costumes, uh, they take Polaroids mm-hmm. so that they can get it safe every time. So if Styles' T-shirt is changing in the middle of a scene, because uh, it goes from a white ringer t-shirt to a white t-shirt with with the pocket, you know, mm-hmm. one of the posy t-shirts. Um, but, but considering that we talked about the pockets. Mm. Mm. Not that I can remember what pockets be. <laughs> but I do know the ringer shirt possession? is a sign. No, stripes possession. Well, I think pockets were still something related to that, though. I just don't remember exactly what. Could be. Because every pocket that's on a shirt in that show, there was a decision to add it on there. And that was the thing that led to Posey creating that line that had all of those weird shirt pockets that they then went, oh, hey, yeah. well, it'll be easy to just go ahead and use a couple of these because, hey, they'll fit. They're there. <laughs> They're free. Um, and, yeah, because most of the costumes that they wear are made. They're not off the rack. Or they'll uh, be off of the rack, but then... Massively edited. Mm. Like um, Alison's awful t-shirt with the lace sleeves. 
That was made, and everything that Malia wears. Some poor seamstress crying herself to sleep that she had to actually spend that long making those things. <laughs> oh, just a second here. Oh. You sitting? You could see her sitting there at the sewing machine, crying her heart out, going, "So hideous." Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, half of it. If you only have to work with one piece at a time, it's not as bad. And as it was, some of her awful things were things that Allison had. So, yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, we, people we know. talk about pet theory. I think we can take it as canon that, yeah. that Chris Argent just gave away her clothes. Because yeah. he had no use for them unless he had some sort of weird kink. Yeah. And even then, would he fit? <laughs> Probably not. But then you have... So, Kate you know, died when she was staying with him, so... There was her clothes, and there was Victoria's clothes, and then there was Allison's clothes. And Malia's naked, so she might as well have them. Yeah. Yeah. But then it could also be that he finally went, okay, I'm going to just give these to Goodwill or something like that. And then when Malia suddenly comes back around, it's, okay, well, I, you know, her dad's going, I need clothes for her because the things that I still have don't fit her anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. By some measure. Yeah, I mean, she got a little bit taller. Just her. Just her. Okay. Do we want to talk about... Actually, yeah, with Mirrorverse, one of the other things that kind of led to that notion of it is just how many mirrors there are in Teen Wolf. A ridiculous yeah. number of mirrors. And there are a lot of times yeah. where shots will be done so that the action will be framed in a reflection. Yeah. Or Scott doesn't look at himself in mirrors after the first transformation. And mm. if he does, which I think he does once, he, the mirror is broken. Mm. In the room where Peter meets Lydia mm. in the Hale house, yeah. there is a mirror. That same mirror is in the room where Kate confronts Derek and where Derek resurrects Peter against his will mm-hmm. and it's quite a nice mirror I think that's why I noticed it at first yeah. but the mirror is there they're not reflected in it and that's another thing you've got to watch for mm. are they reflected in the mirror when and Jackson <laughs> Lydia is symbolised by mirrors she is seen most often in and with mirrors mm. yeah so Jackson Yeah. when Jackson has the snake come out of his mouth he's looking into the mirror yeah. So. Just there. Yeah. Uh, Malia appears in the boys' bathroom in the mirror before she appears in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's the sign where Styles can read again where it says objects in the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first thing he can read again after <laughs> whatever happens at the start of season three. Mm-hmm. Um. But that's a different theory. <laughs> we'll come back to that one. Uh, but yeah, there's loads of mirrors, and they are important. Um, characters looking to validate themselves. Styles does, and Lydia to it, or Lydia uses it as like a pumping up. She uses it for strength. Mm-hmm. 
I don't remember Alison ever using a mirror. But that doesn't mean she didn't. Oh, there, oh, um, she, she did. There is, there is uh, when uh, when Alison is uh, packing her clothes for Kate's funeral, there is a mirror in her locker, and the mirror goes away in between cuts. <laughs> See, <laughs> the world of Teen Wolf is really malleable. And particularly in earlier seasons, they really made a lot of focus on having all of these background elements that would lead to all of these things. Well, there's the one in, I want to say season five, mm -hmm. where Scott's in his kitchen and the magnets fall off the fridge and the clock runs mm -hmm. backwards. Yeah. The time of the microwave changes as well. I mean, it looks like we're really nitpicking and we find loads and loads of errors. But the, the, it's more work to put the errors in than not. So it must be deliberate. Yeah. And now, granted, that was the magnets and the clock thing were supposed to be connected with that one. Oh. The last the, guy? Maybe. I think so. The dude with the clock. Yeah. The, the one who had Raven's flat of him or whatever. Yeah, that was weird. They never explained that. Yeah, but I think I <laughs> what that was supposed to be showing is that he was supposed to be their attempt at crossing over between, you know, the regular world and that mirror world. Because if it was... Well, they... Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's... Say, they seem to move between the two. Mm -hmm. It was like they were phase shifting or something. Also possible that when Jennifer teleported and when Possessed Styles teleported, that that's what they were doing, is they were moving through Mirrorverse. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so. it, 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 the turret currents seem to be involved. Yes, and so it's, it's a big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a big theory because it covers basically everything, and. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to give you as many links as we can to these things that we can find so you can read up more about it yourself and then oh. go off on your own little journey to yeah, figure out, hey, Garrett what else? Yeah, and her and Calico mm. Cat have done so much legwork on it. Yes. But just I can't remember. And there's a their meaning and theory. So many okay, say that again, Lua. Yeah. Oh, just searching Mirrorverse on their blogs, you'll get so many links. Mm. It'll be good. I will say that's one of my favorite theories to actually read about, because just seeing yeah. the legwork that other people have put in is amazing, because it all, it holds up so well. So, okay, let's move uh, on. Yeah, you can even take it into places like Icon, and why Icon gets so much more grim. Mm-hmm as the seasons go on, because Mirrorverse is sort of filtering through. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I think we'll move on to our next theory now, which is Sublime Glass's theory that Nurse Jennifer is Jennifer Blake. So this is a pretty clear-cut one, that the yeah. nurse that Peter had was actually Jennifer Blake all along. And Jennifer Blake being, you know, Julia Bakari's the one who was the drunk. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Jerry goes on to say, um, 
that she manipulated Laura's murder because she wanted Peter to be what she used Derek as, which was some sort of protector mm-hmm. or champion. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's a good word. It makes a lot of sense because even in canon, it's talked about how you know people who change their names for something tend to stick to something not that different. That's what she, she says it. Yeah. And we know she can change her face. Mm-hmm. And there was another, I had a point I was about to say it, it popped out my head. Clearly there's not enough coffee in there. Um, <laughs> yes, because Peter knew her when she, when he killed her on the Nemeton. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. Um, it's clear in season one whether Derek or Peter killed her. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter takes the blame, but Derek might have done it. He might have lamed the blow. Um, but as soon as she dies, Peter becomes a completely different character. Mm. He goes from being the beast to being gay, sassy uncle. He, yeah, he, sort of he goes from being a blunt force instrument to talking about Nazis to Scott to try and recruit him. <laughs> and it is like a switch has been thrown. Yeah. So the idea that somebody was controlling him holds up so much thought and the fact that Nurse Jennifer was never really she didn't seem shocked ever about the fact that hey yeah this dude is doing a thing so that's how we know that there was some sort of manipulation but how would she have known that unless she was already sort of part of this supernatural kind of community yeah if you check the flashback that Peter gives Scott Mm-hmm. Um, she's the one that puts him in the moonlight. Yep. And she lets him out. Um, but we don't see an awful lot of what happened before then. We do know, um, that he was still, you know, not in any control until, well, when he met Meredith. Because he didn't even remember Meredith. <laughs> so sometime between then and Laura coming back, she took over his his care. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely after Julia was gored. Yeah. Now, I I swear I've seen something somewhere where someone posited the scenario that Meredith was somehow the one to bring Jennifer back as the nurse. But I haven't really examined <laughs> it much. Yeah, Meredith is definitely something. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is the benefactor. Yes. And we can talk about the sexism of the narrative that we don't tend to notice female villains, unless they're Kate. Um, (laughs) And, you know, that's a fair thing. We all do it. We're all kind of sexist in that way. Um, The show does it too. (laughs) So it's not just us. But But it's based on the fact that so much of media in the past has been, oh, well, you don't need to worry about the women unless they're very obviously bad. Yeah, whereas the women in Teen Wolf are very, are very obviously bad, but there's men there too, and they're bad too. So you've got like Ducalion, who barely does anything. He's evil, terrible. Jennifer, who's piping out half the county. Well, she's just misunderstood, really. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, we all do it. And being aware of it is the first step to change. Yes. But Meredith, 
is probably worse than Jennifer. <laughs> but she looks so small and soft and thing that even Lydia assumes that Peter must be responsible. <clears throat> and Peter's done nothing. But M- Meredith was in control of Ivan. Mm. So if she, if Jennifer went to Iken because there's all those supernatural creatures there and she wanted some kind of power boost, which is possible. I mean, she had been gorged, living on crows. Meredith could have sent her to find Peter because Peter would lead her to the Hales, mm. to Laura especially. And the Hales are the protectors of the Nemeton. That does not change at any point in canon. Even when Derek's not there, he is protecting the Nemeton because he's looking for that yellow wolf Spain stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just um, quick uh, abandon. Uh, I think this theory was actually copied slower. Uh, I'm looking for the links to add to the post after uh, and I think it's it started with copy copy this is bar and sublim sublim yes okay I know yeah, that's... That, that, that we're very linked in the theory and I don't remember I mean, I said when we were planning this I couldn't remember which had done it but it was either Cupid's Bower or Sublime Glass <laughs> So, yeah, credit where credit but it's definitely one of the two. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the thing. A lot of this, we have several of these that were kind of going, okay, this person sort of started it. But it, it's transformative. One person yeah. will say something, yeah. another person will go, oh, but this thing. And then a third person will go, well, let me actually write a meta about it. And... Yeah. Yeah, the the person who actually see, started the yeah, idea gets lost in the process. I mean, that's why we tend to talk about the we, mm. because sometimes we don't remember who did it, <laughs> but we want to admit that it is a collaborative process. Mm. And that's why we set up the Discord. Mm. And I'm sure if people have seen that happen, that one person will say, oh, but what about, and it'll go back and forth. And different theories will be mentioned, and it'll come in from lots of people with different perspectives. And yeah. that's there on Discord. It can, it can and does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the number of theories that we've had that kind of end up sort of proving themselves to us that came about because we disagreed with what somebody else said. Yeah. It, it wasn't something that we necessarily had any strong feelings about whatsoever. But then in just going oh, but this person said this thing and that doesn't seem right because if that was this, then that would be this thing and no, it's this thing instead and wait a second. <laughs> I mean, that's why we're kind of careful with the language where we'll say a theory is valid because <clears throat> it's supported, it's valid, but we may not agree with it. Yeah. And we might totally agree with something that later collapses, like the theory that Raphael McCall killed Claudia Stalinsky. Now that's a brilliant theory mm. and it explains so much but it is not at the end supported. It collapsed. It was just. And it happens. It was a great theory. didn't work. <laughs> so it's, an, it's a theory that's not valid. There's nothing in canon to support it. 
well, there is a lot in canon to support it, but at the end it was cut off. So, but everybody might agree with that theory. It's just not right. It becomes a head canon. Yes. But and it's of... rude to argue with canons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things we're talking about today is the fact that some of these are our pet theories where to a point it doesn't matter how much canon refutes them, we still want to hold on to them. And yeah. even if canon barely does anything to support them, if they didn't bother to go and say something else, well, <laughs> we're holding on to it. Yeah. It could be wide open, and it's like, well, this is the hill I am fighting on. Yes. Okay, so let's move it, on to our... It's not right, and it's not wrong. It's supported or not supported. Because we might totally disagree with the theory, and it's completely solid. Mm-hmm. So that's something you have to bear in mind. Was we're not being cagey. We just—it's just not that kind of absolute argument. Yes. That, and that's also why a lot of times when you guys have given us questions, we've had to go. Well, maybe because there's so little about Team Wolf that is concrete. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think Scott made it. <laughs> So, okay, there is some that is concrete, but as far as how things can be interpreted, very little of that is concrete. Yes. So, okay, but let's move on to our next one, the next theory to discuss. So we're going to do this one for the one sarcastic chick. You may know her as Joe, who helps us out in here sometimes. She's been busy lately, but we still want to give a shout out to this. Danny was a shaman from a family of Pacific Islander shamans slash kahunas. So, not put out there just because, oh, well, if Danny is Pacific Islander, then we want to give him a shout out. But from things like, we specifically see him with the Oni. And even though the Oni yeah. don't necessarily go for him, he sort of knows what's going on. And he spends a whole lot of time going like, you know, dude is speaking hills. Dude is speaking hills. He knows something of what's going on, more so than what other people do. And his name translates as Seer McProfitson. <laughs> Basically. Uh, yeah, Daniel is a biblical seer, and Meilani is the shaman of the first new moon used for divination. Or- I think that's the way it is, but it works out as using the moon for prophecy. Mm. So yeah, his name is Seer McProfitson. I mean, if you can't be Birdie McBoatface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah we're gonna try- uh, and wasn't um, the character written out because the actor was injured? Something to do with his back. I believe so. I think he may have gotten maybe like a broken rib or something. Yeah, I think they benched him for medical reasons and then never used him again. Which is sad. Yeah. I have to thank Lua because she's going behind the scenes here and grabbing all the links for a lot of this stuff and actually (laughs) shoving them in our comments so we'll be able to link them to you. She's doing amazing. Because there's going to be a lot of links on this one. <laughs> there will be. We'll put them under, like, a read more or something, because 
otherwise the post will get away from us. It'll be like that one big, like, long cloud one that everybody hates on Tumblr. <laughs> okay. But Vid, if you'll take a little second out of doing that and talk about your theory about how the universe was retconned. Oh, oh, oh my god. Uh, I got this. I got this kind of like excited and pulled it on my headphones. That's so, okay. Yeah. I had a month, I had a little bit ago where I got peanut butter up my nose, so you're you're still a step ahead of me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, that theory came up came up uh, mostly in in the podcast. So I didn't really finish writing about it because other things got in the way but uh that's okay some of my theories have been podcast only too (laughs) the the main thing is that uh at some point between season five and six the universe got retconned and it's it's not that that they move to another universe or to another timeline it's that the one they were in, it's different now. And we got uh, little details that show that, like uh, the reactions to Peter. Uh, there, is, there isn't all the same story between the characters. Uh, Styles seems to be the only one who notices there is something weird going on and then he leaves it's in when he comes back it's not like there is time for a mom a chat and hey people maybe this is not how it was supposed to be and the fact that suddenly he he wants scott to go away so badly and there is for example no comment on that, that he wants Scott to go away like he did, and we had, just in the previous season, the very strong opposite reaction, this, this little details, I believe the the universe changed in the past, but we are seeing their present <laughs> This didn't make sense explaining like this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean like when they changed the direction of the train? Yeah, I think something uh, something happened that they just aren't aware of, but that changed everything. Makes I sense. don't know yeah. what it is. A lot of <laughs> Yeah, it. Uh, my main point is the relationship between the sheriff and Styles something different because Styles no longer thinks his father is such a important figure. Well, if mm. we get to season six, it's it's weird. He he usually. He he says it. I think in all seasons that he doesn't want his his father hurt. That he doesn't. Yeah. He can lose both his parents, and then in season six he doesn't have like 
the time to even think about his father or to comment on him. Like, my father will find me anything, nothing. There is nothing. It's just a different relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, come to think of it, that is weird. <laughs> um, when he sees the hunt, his thought isn't to get to his dad, it's to get to Scott. Yeah. And it's Scott that's going to say, and that's weird because he's Scott's never been the one that Styles has relied on. Mm-hmm. Probably because somebody else always saved him before Scott ever had to. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is. It's like suddenly Styles starts to believe the hype, and he never has before. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> See what we mean about finding new theories all the time. <laughs> <sighs> Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> it's cheaper than sports. True. True. Okay. Anything else you want to say about that one, Vid? No, no, that's pretty much it. Well, okay. It was a short Yeah, one. <laughs> I was going to say the fact on the season about memory as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, there is that. Okay, then let's move on to, I believe this one was Luminescent Lilies. We're going to try to find an actual written out thing, if not... Um, Scott was actually the beast, or a beast, in season five... Yeah, Scott, kinda, the yeah. beast. Everything's kind of blurring together for me still a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got that far. I'm on 106. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of talking with uh, Luminescent Lily over this one, and the idea was that Scott was the beast, but he, when he narrated it, he changed the story mm-hmm. because it didn't suit the narrative. And the idea was that when he killed, that is when he became the beast. Um, now it was not more or less it was a consequence this is why he was so scared of killing and that holds a lot of merit in the idea that he he personally created Monroe not by not checking the bus but by actually doing it in the first place and why he went to so much bother to nerf Jordan or to nerf Parrish because he takes all the power from Parrish in his retelling. Because when you get Parrish, when he's surrounded by people who are not necessarily going to tell the story the way Scott does, like the sheriff and Scott's dad, Parrish is incredibly powerful. Um, when it's Scott telling the story, Parrish is actually kind of rubbish. So there's definite nerfing going on. Um, <coughs> That's such a great term. Thank you, gamers. <laughs> but the idea was that Scott became the beast, but he was not in control of his actions. The beast was in control of his actions, the same way it possessed Mason. <laughs> and they were trying to use the beast to prolong their own immortality. Mm. Well, the Dread Doctors. Um, and that's it, it turned on them the same way it does with what we see. There is a lot of 
circumstantial evidence that supports it um that you know the shoe prints are completely different um which match peter in season one there's all those lovely parallels between scott and peter anyway um that we're predators but we don't have to be killers you know and the idea that scott has become a killer despite himself the rise of the beast scott in season four um which if we take canon as absolute which we're never going to do <laughs> is is sort of a loose thread from season is a loose thread that's left wide open and that that is what it means to be a true alpha that if a true alpha kills they become the beast the same way sebastian did in Gévaudan. Um and that it scares the hell out of scott and he denies it and doesn't want to admit that he had no control because his control is so rigid and it completely defeats the myth that he is selling Alec. Mm. So if you watch 5B, especially with the beast giant pug that it is, is running a mark, um, it's never Scott that faces it, it's always Liam. Uh, but that's something Scott does a lot. It's like, Liam, go kill that thing for me. Um, <laughs> you know, um, Scott apparently stops it with Mason and Lydia. But a lot in a lot of those scenes, he's extraneous. Yeah. Scott um, is extraneous in a Scott. lot of scenes that he's in in general. Yeah. Uh, the only time he's not is when he leads the beast into the library mm-hmm. that's the only scene that doesn't entirely jar but there is also the idea that scott had no idea that he was the beast mm-hmm. which considering that jackson had no idea that he was the camera totally possible you know Scott had no idea that he was possessed it goes mm-hmm. on and which actually you can kind of trace that bit back further because if you go back to season one, when Scott is under the assumption of, oh, no, this is just how werewolfing works, where I just randomly wake up yep. in the middle of the woods. Yep. So, totally and, possible. Although this is dipping into another theory, the idea that Deaton created Scott as a true alpha went by doing the ritual. So Styles became linked to the Nematon. Allison started to see the future. Those two things are canon. And then we've got Scott who powers up and becomes an alpha by virtue of stubbornness. <laughs> you know, by virtue of strength of will, I think is the line. Um, but, it, you know, but there's also about 15 alpha sparks floating around the other. There's lots of ways Scott could have become alpha. And, mm. you know, but if Deaton did do it, it could, and it was linked to the corrupted nematon. You could end up with a giant pug running amok in Beacon <laughs> Hills. It's a solid argument that you can make, but nobody sat down and actually hammered point after point after point after point. It's mm. all been in conversation. Um, and it's not just, just me that's having that conversation, that she's been having the conversation with. 
So, but it does tend to drive the, the crazy end of the fandom off the left because though it's a valid argument and it's something that could be explored, it doesn't make Scott look very good. Even though, and this is the thing, if he was possessed by the beast, you know, by this form of himself, we couldn't blame him any more than we blame Jackson for being a cannibal. Mm-hmm. But apparently that's just being mean to Scott. <sighs> okay. Well, Athena, as long as you're talking, talk about the idea that there are two possessions that happened. Okay, and I I should clarify that what we were talking about here is two possessions of Styles, because there is an alternate yes. theory that both Allison and Styles were possessed. Yep. But that's we'll talk specifically about yes. the Styles one because I don't know, I like that one more. <laughs> well, we we might still link something about the other one, but <laughs> the other one holds a lot of water. Yeah. Um but for the purposes of the narrative <laughs> it's it, Alison was possessed. She was possessed as well by a completely different Nigit Snay who was passing through Beacon Hill. Yeah. Uh, this one is a bit more complicated. Something um, 